I'm an old broken down piece of meat. And I'm alone. You stupid fucking blabbermouth cut! Baby bitches leave. Enough! It's enough. The only podcast where you can hear a couple of guys talk about movies and TV with your hosts Ryan Ankner and Scott Sweeney. What's happening, Hoops? How do we do? Um, pretty good. Um, wow, we have uh, a lot to discuss this week. I and, thought. I'm oh, sorry. Was, um, did you hear that Alex Jones makes vitamins now? Oh, I think I'd le- I wanted to lead with that story. Interesting. It's they're on I think his he's website. Been, I think he's been doing that. I think that's like how he keeps his people really go for that huh yeah good for, good for him i guess yeah he's he, a, he's he, a fucked up dude <laughs> he's he's one of the worst and uh i these pills are gonna make you turn you into the incredible hulk you're not gonna believe how good these pills are that's pretty good alex jones i, don't know, I can't do an alex jones uh i was looking through his website and all his merch and he's been canceled from like five different networks. You bought a couple hats and then uh I kind of want some. And then I realized he's like sort of a Trump guy. Terrific. Or not even like a Trump guy, but like a like super super right wing. Like you just can't get you can't get behind Alex Jones anymore. It's not cool. Yeah. Um he's terrible. Yeah. What do you got? I thought right up top we'd mention that we're now on Spotify. Oh, true. Big news. Another easy way to find the Turkey Boys. It's It's actually, they make it really hard, unfortunately, because there's 14 other people with enough in the title. So search by, unfortunately, the best way I found was searching by episode titles, which is Mm. infuriating. Yeah. We'll get some links going in like the the Instagram and the Twitter and the whole deal. The links have been all over the Instagrams. I shouldn't um, even reveal this, but Spotify actually canceled their $120 million contract with Joe Rogan in order to secure us. It's true. We On actually the- did it for $120. <laughs> so it saved them quite a bit of money. Wow. They've got us exclusively. Although- Is that cologne I smell? What about our no cologne agreement? We are still on iTunes and SoundCloud, and I think that's it. I'm hoping this leads us to new people that are sick enough to just peruse strangers' podcasts on Spotify and they happen upon us organically. Yeah. And they are intrigued perhaps by our fancy cover art. Yeah, that's the kind of fans I want. Like random people who get really into it and they're from like Norway or somewhere weird. Yeah, if you're a random fan and we don't know who you are and you don't know who we are in real life... I salute you and please send us an email at enough the podcast at gmail.com because I would love to hear from a stranger. A salute. Huh? Agreed. But I saw that they are making Twister 2 was announced the other day, which is weird because we were just the other day randomly talking about how poorly the original has aged. It looks real bad. Yeah, it's going to be Helen Hunt and Bill Paxton at it again, huh? Wow. I mean... The fact that they're even thinking about making it without my boy, Bill Paxton. Did he have a scheduling conflict or? He passed. (laughs) (laughs) He expired, unfortunately. One of the great sidecars, in my opinion. I love Paxton. Yeah, he was cool. Um, 
I don't think we need that. It's probably going to be a whole new cast too, right? Because yeah. Helen Hunt's 100 years old now. They Helen could, Hunt! They could maybe wrangle her. I could see her being got. And maybe, I don't know, if they had like updated special effects, it might be cool, but who cares? Nah. It's like... Her showing the new kids the ropes. It's like yeah. a bunch of kids from TikTok and Helen Hunt <laughs> just like, ah, like on a rocking chair. Like, ah, I remember the days riding around. Spinning around a NATO. Oh, yeah. I'm out. Fun. Dumb. Is Philip Seymour Hoffman in the original one? Yeah, he's, mm. and that's another one. You can't bring back anybody. So there's two of the main characters are both dead. I was going to do the dead bit again, but I know you hate it. I so had I, a feeling you might be so thinking I about decided it. against it. <laughs> um, but yeah, like those are the two most important parts of the movie. Helen Hunt could have been anybody, if we're being honest. It's just like a plain middle-aged woman who's... It know, led you in in a house dress. Carol the waitress. You make me want to be a better man. Hmm. Did you see the new Bill and Ted trailer? Bill and Ted face the music. We talked about this the other day about how hmm. Keanu Reeves is probably in the oh. top t- 25 most famous guys alive currently. And hmm. uh, Alex Stone or whatever the hell his name is. What is it? Alex Jones? Alex, yeah. <laughs> me, uh, fucking <laughs> me and Keanu are time traveling. We're fucking having a goo. Take some of these vitamins and get back into the machine. And we're going. <laughs> and Keanu's just like, whoa. Oh. But yeah, it's. False I, flag operation here. I think it's charming that Keanu like went out of his way to make this movie happen. Because this is obviously happening just because he's like. Sure. A big deal. You don't think he could have thrown that guy a bone 30 years ago? Maybe like a cameo role in John Wick 2 or something? After Speed hit and he was like, you know, I'm kind of taking off here. Maybe I could get you in on... Interesting. Think about that. Were they friends? They did, what, what, three Bill and Ted movies together? Two. This is the third. This is the third. Okay, okay. I feel like I should like Bill and Ted more than I do. But it's just, I don't know. Maybe we weren't the right age for it. I saw them for the first time like 10 or so years ago. I was like, these are fine. If you saw them as a kid, you remember them more fondly. They're very dated now. They've aged poorly. Yeah. I love that Iron Maiden bit, obviously. (laughs) Put them in the Iron Maiden. And then they do a riff. It's fun. Yeah, you you love that part. I can remember (laughs) that. It's like worth having a time-traveling comedy just to do that bit. (laughs) I think that bit's so fun. But yes... And we need Keanu to start filming The Matrix 4 again. Let's get that back on track. I can't believe that movie's happening, and I want it to exist. On Earth. You sent me a picture of Matthew Perry the other day. Oof. Looks like he's, uh... He looks good. (laughs) Very unflattering photo. Yeah, what happened there? Is it pills? I mean, could he be looking anywhere? Yeah, he's getting into his car. <laughs> Friends bits. With a CI and just a big belly. Powerful gut. It's one of the biggest guts I've seen on a guy who didn't have a gut in a while. Yeah. He's like a fat guy now. He should lean into being a fat guy and star in like a new sitcom where him and Kevin James are brothers or something. They live in an apartment together, and they have a duck as a pet, and recliners, and some gal pals across the hall. Sounds inspired. And there's a show. <laughs> Greenlight. Kevin James and an aging Matthew Perry. Yes. Matthew Perry gets more chances in Hollywood than pretty much anybody. I don't know anyone that's had more at-bats than Matthew Perry. There was a stretch where they gave him a different new sitcom every year for 
at least three years in a row. There was Mr. Sunshine. Yes. Um, that Hollywood one. What was it like? Oh yes, Studio Sixty. Studio Sixty on the, on the sun- Sunset Strip yep. with um, uh, what's his face? Um, oh, uh, it was an Aaron Sorkin show. I yep. don't remember who else starred on it. I've watched a good portion of both of those. Mr. Sunshine. And there was the other one, like. Uh, the one where he was in like a focus group or a uh, um, Schindler's List, a self-help group or something. They just like refused to believe that Matthew Perry couldn't lead a sitcom. They just kept trying. <laughs> like, okay, let's do it again. Let's start from the tippity. I could see them maybe putting him into an ensemble. Yeah. You know, but yeah, he they- did the Kennedys after Camelot miniseries. I don't know if you remember that. Go on is I believe what yes, you're talking about. That's the one. I didn't realize he did that many episodes of The Good Wife. Oh, did he have an arc on The Good Wife? Looks like he had about four episodes of The Good Wife, so yes. Hopefully he pops As Mike Cresteva. Oh, I'm sure that was a a stirring run of episodes. But yeah, we're... Hopefully he comes back with the whole 11 yards. Rounds out that trilogy with Bruce Willis. They would both do that. Nice straight-to-video, unnecessary, 10-years-late sequel. That sounds right. I'm giving it a green light. Wait, Matthew Perry also did The Odd Couple? We forgot about that. Yes, that's another one. With That was him and the Reno 911 guy. Thomas Lennon. I think that quietly ran for like three seasons. It did, yeah. Two, three years Wow. on CBS. Wow. And then Web Therapy? <laughs> I mean, there's even more than I thought. I don't think that's, a, that's not his. That's the Lisa Kudrow show that actually ah, got watched, I yes. believe. That was like her... In treatment or whatever, not the Gabriel Byrne. Mm. Uh, the Kennedys after Camelot, the Good Fight. Good. Yeah, that. Oh, I was just joking that he was probably on the Good Fight. He actually was. He actually was. Yeah, <laughs> three episodes. What a crossover event! Jesus. Um, yeah. So basically, Hollywood can't get enough, especially TV Hollywood can't get enough of Matthew Perry. Yeah. And we can here uh, at the Enough <laughs> Podcast. Enough. Um, what else? I was going. The Rock is the third highest choice for the 2020 uh, president, according wow. to bookies in Vegas. Ooh. I guess Odds Checker reported, which is a website that checks odds of various like prop bets that because people will bet on stuff like this in Vegas. Wow. Uh, he's not actually running, by the way. But Good. Odds Checker reports the former pro wrestler is now priced at plus 40,000, which means that he has a 0.2% chance of winning the presidency. The, <laughs> those numbers are very low, incredibly, incredulously low. He's got nothing, The Rock. He's, He's not terrific. Nobody builds walls better than me, believe me. But nobody builds walls better than me, believe me. I would vote for The Rock if he had Vin Diesel as his VP. Hmm. I'll say that much. Agreed, yeah. Think of that ticket. Ask any racer, any real racer. <laughs> it don't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. Winning's winning. That's their acceptance speech, actually. <laughs> Vince, like, so let's talk foreign policy. We need a. Uh... Um, but yeah, I'm so tired of The Rock. I think you've had enough. I might prefer Trump over The Rock. I wow. would enjoy because everybody eventually sort of hates the president. At least mm. that's kind of. You know, it, it didn't happen to Obama so much. It, a lot of people disliked him, but it wasn't like a, you know. Uh, thank you. 
But I don't remember, nobody really hated Donald Trump before he was the president. He was just like a blowhard that was on TV. And then he became the president. And now he's pretty much the most hated guy who's ever lived. Hmm. And, you know, beyond rapists and murderers. Yeah, because before he was just a joke. And now it's like, oh, now, now he's the president. Ugh, what a bummer. Yeah, he was just a goofball before. <laughs> yeah. And I actually kind of liked him when he would be on Howard and, Too you know, think. whatever else he did. But now it would be fun watching The Rock take that turn and have people start hating him mm. and then bringing up all the stuff about him they didn't like and shitting on all of his previous appearances and, or, mm. you know, his, his accomplishments. It's like, you know, Ballers was a piece of shit show, yeah. which people should be saying anyway, but they're not. Like, have you even seen G.I. Joe 2? It's Oof. a disaster. Semper Fi, motherfucker. Oh, yeah, Doom. He's, he's got a bunch of turkeys. The uh, did you see that they have removed Gone with the Wind from HBO Max? I saw that. Even though it's like the most famous movie ever made and won the Academy Award for Best Picture, it's now canceled. Yep, it's in the uh, can the posthumous canceled binder with John Wayne. Yeah. Frankly, my dear, we don't give a damn. <laughs> <laughs> That's that movie, right? I. Uh, Either okay. that or it's Casablanca. <laughs> I don't know. It's it, one of those old guy movies. Speaking of old guy movies, my dad actually pitched a segment to us or I to me. It. He wants to call in and talk about old movies. I think us talking about The Color of Money inspired him. I'm going to give that a green light. I thought you might, so I went ahead and did it for us. I don't have him on the line today because we also we have too much to get to today. Mm, we'll get there. But, but I think it's something that, that should be in the works. Yeah. Um, I think that would be funny. Yeah, I like that a lot. But yeah, the I don't think that's the move, like, to try to erase the past. No. To just be like, oh yeah, this let's just forget about this movie. It's like, that's not going to work. Everyone knows about Gone with the Wind. You're killing me, man! And I saw articles just to, like, illustrate how absurd that is. People are trying to cancel Green Book, which won Best Picture of the Academy Awards less than two years ago. Already, people are like, this has aged so poorly. Like, this movie... (laughs) What's wrong with Green Book? I guess... I don't get it. People, they say movies like that and The Help are like white savior Oh, that article The Cod sent? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't read that one. Everything's canceled. I still haven't seen Green Book or The Help. Isn't everything... Oh, we can't do this conversation. We just can't. (laughs) True grit! Uh, we just can't do it. Um, wow, Kelly he's... Clarkson is getting divorced. There's that. And, you know, we are huge Kelly fans here, so we're going to side with her without having heard her husband's side at all. And she had a big, big gain. I don't know if you've noticed that. She's looking meaty. <laughs> My girl's meaty. She's looking she, thick. She has a talk show, which I guess people watch. I think it's been running quietly for a couple years at this point. What's it called? Like Period Blood, the show? Uh, I think it's called The Kelly Clarkson Show. <laughs> that makes a little bit more sense, I guess, yeah. <laughs> you can't say that this isn't a cut, though. She has a bunch of cuts. This song fucking slaps. I love this song. What's that one I like? She has like a kind of recent one that I thought was dope. I can't remember it in this moment. Um, was it... I heard a story about a, a woman who had diarrhea who was a stripper and she went on the stripper pole and had diarrhea all over the crowd. 
That's the news that the fans While love spinning to hear. around on the pole. That's oh. this is how I'm going to pivot away from Black Lives Matter with a stripper diarrhea story because okay. I get uncomfortable with this stuff. Like when I know other people are going to listen to my thoughts and I have a record of it forever. No doubt. Because someday when this podcast blows up, it would take mere seconds for them to find a way to cancel me. <laughs> You'd probably make it out okay. You don't really have as polarizing opinions, which is good. I'm uncancelable. I think so. Wow. So far, I'd make okay. some sort of a list. I think I might. It might be fun to get canceled, like just to feel alive. I think I haven't <laughs> you, felt in a while, so maybe that would be good. You feel me, bro? I do. Yeah, <laughs> just to feel a little something. It's like we're like being a cutter. Yes. Which you have since recovered from. So we're happy to to say that Scott has gone at least six months without a cut. Wow, scandalous. But uh, speaking, uh, even though we're trying to get out of that, that celebrity video. Of, oh uh, God, we we could play that and make fun of it. Yeah. Can I look? You want me to pull it up? Yeah. What's it called? Like, uh, like virtue <laughs> signal, the, the movie, <laughs> the motion picture. I type in like, yeah. What would you type in? Celebrities pandering to the camera. Hackley. Celebrities. Black lives matter. Yeah. It's just, it's one of those, like everyone just talking to the camera and being like, like, look, I know you don't take things seriously unless one of the great actors, like me, Aaron Paul, is talking to you directly. I'll just type in Aaron Paul. Yeah. Because I feel like... Here it is. I take responsibility. I take responsibility. Yeah. I take responsibility. I take... Oh, Kesha. The people that cobbled together... I take responsibility. Like, oh. For every unchecked moment. Can you recognize them by their voices? Or do you want me to pop it on the screen? This one. I saw it. It's like, oh, I, I didn't realize racism was bad until Deborah Messing <laughs> talked directly to me. Every blatant injustice, there she is. no matter how big or small. Hi. And Mark Duplass is looking like he hasn't showered. Or turned a blind eye. I take responsibility. Black people are being slaughtered in the streets. You can come in me. I'm fixed. These are our brothers and sisters more. Yeah. Our friends. And like their hearts Piper are in the right, their hearts are in the right place. Like, you know, it's the right idea, but I don't know. These videos always just come off very like, oh, she said enough. Oh, Stanley Tucci. I feel like he's the guy of the minute. Yeah. Wait, listen to this. Stereotypes, no matter how big or small, to be uttered in my presence. And that's the same because that was one of Stanley Tucci's favorite pastimes. <laughs> right, racial humor. Going for a death sentence, sleeping in your own home God, this should is not silly. be a death sentence. Playing video games with your nephew should not be a death sentence. Shopping in a store. I can't do it. No, I can't do it. I know. Just, and like they're right, but sure they are. But their agents are they, made them do it. Yeah, why they don't are you care. doing this? They don't care. They don't care. It's just, it comes off so we, poorly. We make fun of everything and we're dicks and we don't really participate and we don't try nearly as hard as we should to help people. But wow. we, I think I would bet dollars to donuts that you and I care more than every one of those celebrities. And that when they got into their Tesla to drive home to their house in the Hollywood Hills, they said on their phone or even just thought to themselves, what a stupid fucking video that was. Mm. I can't believe we just partic- I just participated in that. Who gives a shit? Yeah. Let's get, and they all want to just get back to work. Yeah. So it's, it's just pathetic. Mm. It's worse than the Gal Gadot thing. And we made a joke about them doing another one of those videos. And then they really did it because Hollywood is basically a simulation. Yeah, it really is. Like that video got so skewered. It's like, how could you possibly think doing another one 
would make any sort of difference. I bet a lot of people don't take shots at it though publicly. It's mm. not it's not something like you can make fun of something connected to the coronavirus because there's no race attached to it. Yeah. But people are tread so lightly around this stuff. I bet you they thought that it was uncancel or unmockable. Mm. Well, speaking of racism, the long-running TV show Cops has been canceled. The uh and also Live PD, which is like a cops ripoff that's on Netflix. They canceled everything. I don't think they should have. I heard they shot somebody on live PD and then aired it. Well, if it was live, yeah, that sounds like that could have happened. I think someone got shot and then it was just on TV. Yeah. Which is awesome if it was a white guy. <laughs> the idea is just ridiculous. Like, people are asking for, you know, police reform, cops to be defunded and stuff. And they're like, okay, we'll take away their TV show. Is that... <laughs> That should be enough. My right? favorite thing that uh, I saw, someone mentioned it to me and I actually watched it. It was some woman is holding a, a like a Black Lives Matter sign and protesting. Or no, no, no. The sign, it's an anti-cop sign. It's not even having to do with black lives. It says like all cops are bastards or fuck cops or whatever. Mm. And then a car goes by with a Trump flag and she throws a rock at it or something. And then Ooh. the guy pulls over and he starts coming at her with a knife or he's yelling at her. And she starts screaming, oh, my God, oh, my God, call 911. This guy's crazy. And, like, tosses her anti-cop sign to tell people filming to call the police. Oh. So it's just, I'm not saying that I am pro-cop or anti-cop. I don't really have a dog in the fight, which is why I feel kind of left on the sidelines of all of this. But Mm. to me, it's just, like, no one, ugh. It's just, like, defunding the police. I'd love for someone to explain it to me properly. Well, I'd love for someone I, to say this is why the police should have no app, no money whatsoever, and this is the way that the world will be run after the fact. I, I don't know. Through something, it's just it sounds more serious than it is. They just think the like police have too much money, and too much money is spent on police, which I agree with. Other things, yeah. I agree with that. Yeah, but like when you hear defund the police, everyone's like, "What?" It's oh, I, you don't want to move to Seattle and live in the autonomous zone? Yeah, <laughs> that like block of downtown Seattle where they've taken it over, like. The police just gave up their station and said, yeah. go ahead, have this whole street. And they let the people of Seattle just kind of do like an Occupy Wall Street kind of tent village. And mm. just, you know, we have a guy who makes food and like a guy who like takes care of us. And like we do our own security. Oh, you mean you've like created your own capitalist society within yeah. a capitalist society as you're trying to like break free from everything? Yeah, it's, it's a lovely idea, but, you know, it wouldn't work for more than... A what are they going to do when something bad happens? Yeah. They're going to all dial 911 from their cell phones. Hmm. I don't know. It's to me, it's the whole thing fucking sucks. And the yeah. country is in such a weird spot. And it's, it's racism is fucking disgusting. Yeah. Racism is very bad. Yeah. More, and, more than anything else. It's just like hacky. Like people in this day right. and age, like bring up like, you know what? I don't like other races. Like they just invented the idea. It's like, oh, how original. What a fucking cool I think, free thinker you are. It's so it's, the thing that pisses me off the most about racism is the subtlety to it now in terms of like the fat, stupid, white, typically Southern, all lives matter kind of people. Y'all. People who feel the need to like pull over at a Black Lives Matter protest and shout all lives matter at a crowd. It's like your agenda doesn't mean anything right now. Yeah. Nobody is saying that your life doesn't matter. Yeah. The point is that black people have been marginalized 
as a result of systemic racism, which is a real thing. Mm. I love when people try to pretend like it's there's the system is not stacked against black people because it very is. Mm. And it's, they act as if like, well, if you say that black people are important, then like, uh, uh, you know, white people are important too. And those are the type of people that like the minute you check, you test them, they snap. And and even if you explain it to them, they still just be like, nah, no, I don't like it. Like you can't get through to anybody. Everyone's a could you. And it should you. And I just want it all to go away. And unfortunately, we can't like blink our eyes and have decades and decades of racism go away, especially with a fat, bloated idiot as our president, who's literally setting his next rally in Tulsa, Oklahoma, which is the site of one of the biggest black massacre, anti-black massacres in history from like 1921, when black people first had their independence. I don't see the problem with that. Or what, like, what do you mean? Well, like when when they. Uh, I'm sorry, that uh, June 19th is the date, which is Juneteenth, which is actually uh, technically like a holiday yeah. for black independence. No, it's like a joke. It's, it's fucking insane. It's not even tone deaf anymore. Yeah. I used to think Trump was just tone deaf. Now he's literally pandering to racist people. So oh. I said this on my Instagram and then I deleted it because I didn't want to be too controversial. But I Ooh. think if you're a, a Trump supporter, if you love Donald Trump, if wow. you're a racist at all, don't listen to this podcast. Just don't. Stop Fair. listening to it. We don't want you. We don't need your listenership. You can get out. Yeah, exactly. Unless it's joke racism on one of your friends who is mixed race, like Mike Montero, and that's okay, <laughs> and he signs off on it, then I don't support it. I think it's inappropriate. That's true. He did sign off. He did. He said it was okay. We have it in writing. Yep. Let's move on to <laughs> Let's move on to some lighter news. Did you know that Jaws came out forty five years ago today? today i am I'm, sorry no it's cool i'm i'm due for that. a rewatch such a choppy like once it's really nice up today in particular like once the weather gets nice it's like i gotta pop on jaws again mm. get that yearly rewatch yeah i watched jaws probably a year ago it's it's awesome yeah i remember the first time i saw it, it was with my uncle billy and he showed me a lot of like my favorite movies for the first time. That's he fun. showed me The Breakfast Club for the first time. He showed me Jaws for the first time. Silence of the Lambs. And then one other one. Those three in particular, though, I remember just being like, whoa. That's fun uncle stuff. Yeah. I'd like to be that uncle, like showing a little rascal some turkeys. Oh, yeah. That's I can't fun. wait to be that uncle. And I remember like I was scared out of my mind at Jaws. Mm. I was like, that's the scariest fucking thing I've ever seen. Yeah. It's still, it still works. It's... Even- 45 years to the day later. I'm totally not a Spielberg guy, but I love just the the history of that movie. And I love like the fact that they shot it in Martha's Vineyard is cool. Yeah. And fun fact, my uncle showed me Jaws because he's an extra in one of the scenes. He's running on the beach. That's the best. Yeah. My parents weren't in it, but they know people. That's like the thing for people our parents age. Like we were in Jaws. It's a big thing for people who grew up in New England because it it was on the Cape and they needed hundreds of people to be in the background. And and, and like you can find yourself if you watch it enough times on tape. Hmm. That's fun. Um, What else? Ben Affleck. Actually, this is pretty funny. Ben Affleck news always gets mentioned here. Uh, He is one of our guys. Yeah. his kids actually are the ones that are doing this joke though. So I guess they made a cardboard cutout of Anna de Armas and mm. they put it on his lawn I so that, that the paparazzi goes by just, it was sort of like a troll. Like obviously it's not really her. It might've worked for one second, but it's her like leaning on her side with her head in her hand. And it's like clearly Hello. like a press photo. It was, it was funny. 
I saw that. That's a good bit. They're having fun. The Affleck clan having fun in quarantine. Having a laugh. While Ben's on the porch with his mask, like half askew, just tearing down Siggy's. Just ripping heaters in this hot sun. God, Love it. God, he's the best. The, um... Do you see that Dan Bilzerian story? <laughs> Perfect. Um, about how he posted that Instagram photo with the woman and said, I'm looking for somebody to do my caption, and then he got dragged on Twitter. Or they wanted, he wanted someone to title his book. Oh, yeah. Just the fact that he wrote a book. I was like, oh, you, a book. you've got a book coming out. If it didn't have nine ghostwriters, then I'm a monkey's uncle because yeah. there's no way he wrote that on his own. I don't think he's a dumb guy. I think he's just like a dullard and there's just nothing <laughs> yeah. for him to say. For the fans who lead full lives and don't know who Dan Bilzerian is, he's like just some meathead gun guy who's rich and like always has babes around. Yeah, he's like a like a money babe Vegas guy. Yeah. Who just like gives herpes to Instagram models <laughs> and like pays them to hang out with him. Yeah. And yeah, probably has the tiniest dick on earth. He's like a jacked version of Corey Feldman. kind Corey of. Corey Feldman rules though. <laughs> so bad, bad comparison. Corey Feldman is a friend of the show. I listened wow. to his book. Wow. And I, yeah, that's up. it's, it's such a great book. His audio book. It's him reading it too, which is even better. But yeah, Dan Bilzerian blows, and I've heard him like on Joe Rogan, and it's like, why are you on a podcast? I I get that Joe just thinks he's interesting and gets a kick out of the whole, whole thing, but he's just one of those guys who's famous just like cause, right? Um, I wonder like how it originally, how he like separated himself from the pack. He's just like I'm this rich guy. I got uh these babes. That's that's it. That's, yeah, there's probably 400 thing. of him. I've met them in Boston. Like, they exist. Yeah. They're like guys who just throw dough around and, you know, vacuous, stupid women will hang out with them and have sex with them or pretend they're going to have sex with them at least so that they can get pictures with, you know, a boat in the background and, <laughs> yeah. their, and their butt. And then write, like, a <laughs> Drake God. lyric as the caption yeah. and, you know, and then get a yeast infection. Take me back. Oh. Bye. Surprise, motherfucker. Dokes. Um, do you see Marky? Speaking of people getting dragged, uh, Marky Mark Wahlberg. Uh, oh, no. And he was trending on Twitter because he posted a Black Lives Matter, like uh, George Floyd tribute, mm. which, you know, is in vogue and it's what everyone's doing. But uh, everybody sort of reminded him that his Wikipedia page has an entire section <laughs> full of hate crimes. Which is rare for actors. Yeah. For famous actors for who haven't been canceled. A-list celebrities who write and direct some of the more beloved films and children's films that we take in as a society to have, let's list them. Thank you for noting how versatile Four hate crimes. Yeah. He, when he was like in eighth grade, he and his friends chased after some black kids throwing rocks at them yelling, kill the N-words. Oh. That happened, and then again, they and then the next, or rather, the same day, he beat the shit out of a black kid, and then like Big five, day. then like five ten years later, he beat up an Asian man and told him to go back to Vietnam and called him some sort of a racial slur, and then beat him up so badly that he went blind in one of his eyes. Mm. And we talk about this a lot, but I think it's something that needs to be mentioned over 
and over again until Mark Wahlberg actually gets canceled because I can't take him anymore. I think we should get credited for keeping the story alive all these years. Yeah. When it finally does happen. That's like our bit, mentioning Mark Wahlberg being a racist, sneaky piece of shit. Yeah. And the turkey boy should be given like a journalism award when he's finally canceled. We win like a Pulitzer Prize for spearheading Mark Wahlberg's cancellation. Yeah. I can't believe you guys ruined my career. Cut to us tearing down a Wahlburgers like it's a Confederate statue. (laughs) Fine with me. Cut the head off like it's Columbus. Yes. We're going to chop up Mark Wahlberg and feed him to the poor, actually. Bitches leave. How you doing? But yeah, I don't. I feel like he won't get canceled, even though it's like it's all there in black and white. Like, and his stuff stinks. It's like, what are we doing here? Yeah, what are we keeping him around for? <laughs> because women are like, he was sexy in his underwear in 1993. Just let him make Ted three real quick, and then you can cancel Oof. him. I wouldn't be surprised if Ted three was actually being tossed around Seth MacFarlane's office somewhere. Yeah, it's probably like it's. Why not? It's probably simmering on the back burner. Oof. Just, oof. Speaking of stuff that shouldn't exist, the new ABC game show created by Ryan Reynolds called Don't premiered last night. I know, he's in. He's having a laugh. And they promoted it in the commercials as from the twisted mind of Ryan Reynolds. And it's just like... You can't see it, but I'm scowling. Yeah. Like, haven't we had enough of him... He's probably going to play the next Joker. <laughs> Just like, hey, it's me. I'm, And even in the commercial, they have him doing the Deadpool thing where he's like doing the fourth wall narration. Like, he's not on this game show. Adam Scott is hosting it. But then like his voice is just in the background, like telling people to do this or that. I don't know what the... They should have Adam Scott wear that Merkin and a tiny DI implant yeah. that he wore from the that movie with uh, Jason Schwartzman where they have a sleepover and like have gay sex. The Overnight. The Overnight, which Good is movie. a great movie. Mm. They should have him just wear that on TV, just come out in nothing but a Merkin with his, that little tiny penis <laughs> hanging out, and then that would be a show. Hello, America. I don't like Ryan Reynolds very much, and I think I resent him for his success and yeah. how he took like being a snarky cunt and made it worldwide box office fame. Yeah. Like, why don't you take your turkeys and your babe of a wife and your perfect everything and just, like, go away. Stop, like, you know, creating game shows. And He's also one of those guys who has, like, a liquor company, so he's, like, a gazillion. Oh, aviation gin? Yeah. I've seen it on trucks and billboards. It's everywhere. That's what all the celebrities do. They just... Buy a fucking condo in Cabo and pump out fucking tequila yeah. and act like it's a new idea. Did you see that uh, CNN reporter and Andrew Cuomo's brother, Chris Cuomo, uh, was caught in the back of his wife's live yoga video in the nude? <laughs> yeah, I did hear about that. He was that. just walking around in his backyard with his cock hanging out oh. and his buns, just sunning his buns. I mean, things happen. I would like to get a yard based pretty much entirely on being able to just hang out nude in the in the outdoors i don't i've never had a space in my life where i could be nude outdoors comfortably wow that uh you want to be a nude guy i'm a nude guy and i i would like to fully embrace that did you see that i saw an article or maybe it's just a tweet from an old article where jack nicholson was talking about how he dabbled with being a nudist like decades ago Mm. just like at his house he said he was naked 
every day at all times, no matter who came by or anything. And he was like, no, no one really liked it except for, uh, who's that old actor who died recently? It doesn't matter. But yeah, nudist, that's a good bit. I think that'd be funny. Yeah. If you came over to do the podcast in my house and I was just, we could do it outside, get some sun. Get oh, some sun. On nude, big rod hanging out. Oh, oh, you have a rod. No good. <laughs> you maintaining a rod for the duration of the podcast. Nice 90 minute rod. <laughs> um, what else? Always Sunny got renewed for a 15th season and broke a record. I can't remember if we talked about this already, but we've talked about how we've had enough, I think. That is a show I used to love. It's just gone on too long. I like try it every now and then be like, Oh, how's this season going? And I don't know. It just loses me. Why do you think they keep renewing it? What's, what's propelling that show is what I'm curious about. I guess people still watch it. And I think the cast just seems to really have fun doing it. So they'll just do it until someone stops them. Right. Literally. Rob McElhoney and uh, what's her face are married. And Mm. so I guess that makes sense. I wish they would focus more of their energy on Raven's Claw Mythic Quest because um, that's probably my favorite show right now. The little, that and Power on Stars the and High Town. Apple Plus show that could. But yeah, I mean, the DeVito stuff, that show had a great run. Somewhere in the like, I don't know, seasons like two to like six or something. It's a good show. Really strong. But I mean, you can't go on forever. You can't watch like the same people just go through the motions forever. It gets old. And what else? There's a Black Bachelor. I don't know if you saw that. The new Bachelor has been announced. His name is Matt James, and he is conveniently an African-American gentleman for the first time ever. I was saying that it should have been Mike Johnson two years ago, (laughs) and they just, they had to have, you know, they had to wait for a major movement to happen in in order for them to even consider the idea before churning out white guy after white guy after white guy after white guy after white guy for over 20 years. All it took was them... For them to complete 40 seasons of The Bachelor. For them to be like, oh, maybe we should try Black Bachelor. <laughs> you know, maybe one out of 40 is fair. Because that's how the world works, right? 40 seasons. Are you guys enjoying how woke we are this episode? Yes. I'm not really sure that that's coming across. But we're very woke. We're back. And yeah, I also saw that the AVN Awards will no longer have a best interracial scene category. So the world is changing. Every day. I mean, is it woke of me... Or not woke of me to say that I don't love interracial porn. Wow. It's not my favorite. I'd rather just watch. Fans, email in. Let us know if that's woke or I'm not. I'm okay with, um, I don't know. I don't mind black girls in the porn. But black guys, I think I'm emasculated. Mm, interesting. I think that they, you know, they're packing. They're <laughs> really packing. It's not a rumor. It's true. Huh. I've never heard and, of such a thing. You know, I think that might intimidate me as a man. Hmm. I mean... I do have a micro penis, so that's <laughs> something that I've always cha- been challenged with. Reveal! That's fun. What's your favorite kind of porn? Um... Want hmm. me to start? <laughs> yeah, you go. Um... I got no- I was going to try to think of something funny, and I shouldn't have said I'll start. Yeah, I, I actually, got nothing. I don't watch smut. I, I never touch the stuff. Never? So, never. I'm trying to watch less. It's actually bad for <laughs> you. Like... In several ways, like, yeah, you know, I, like I, I have a girlfriend and like we have a sex life and I would love to be done with porn for forever. Like just mm. never look at it again. And I'm, I don't think I'm, a, I'm not addicted to it, but it's just, you know, it's a habit that you get into as a kid. 
yeah. or whatever, like when the internet started to be fast enough to actually see more than like a, a pixelated boob. And it's Dude. just like, a ha- it's literally a habit that you get into like anything else. And I think it's, I don't think it's good for us. I think it sort of disconnects you emotionally from your partner mm. or from a future potential partner. I think it sort of takes your, it also gives you just an unrealistic expectation yep. subconsciously for what sex is going to be like. Yep. And you could tell when you're having sex with somebody who's also been sort of desensitized by porn Mm. Um, that this, it just, it, I don't know. It's it. Pe- normal people are not having sex the way that they're having sex on camera. And I don't have, I'm not shaming people who've worked in that industry, whatever, but I think that it, you know, obviously we know that it's horrible for women. Yeah. We know that a lot of those women are sex trafficked, sex trafficked or whatever. And it's just, the whole industry is kind of built on scum. Mm. So to support that, even with a stream, to me, is just something that's sort of starting to feel less and less and less ethical. It's not just like a playboy yeah. anymore. It's a woman being taken advantage of. The mental health part, I think, is the worst. Yes. Just like it's yeah, it's like a day destroyer. Oh, hundred percent. The ease of accessibility and yeah, the whole you, you, deal. You throw on you porn at eight o'clock in the morning when you just woke up and you know crank one out to just like for whatever reason you're that, gonna you're gonna ruin the entire day. That I is, don't care. <laughs> What? Yeah, that's the ultimate day crippler. Oh, yeah. Like, if I wrote a self-help book, that would be, like, the first sentence of the first chapter. Like, never start your day jerking off. Never. Don't. Unless it's, like, 3 a.m. and you really can't sleep and you just want to, or, like, 5 a.m., whatever, and you want to catch a couple more hours and you are going to go back to sleep. And even then, yeah, it's it's going to fuck your day up. Don't do it. It'll just... You'll be like half of yourself. Well, let's also mention the fact that you shouldn't be shoving your phone in your eyes... Because most people are watching porn before bed, I think. And that mm. means you got your device right in your face, which means you're absorbing all that blue light. Yeah. Nice and intimate. Right. Or you got a big TV glaring on you. It's like you should at least have like a cool down period of five to ten minutes with no devices just laying in the dark. Yeah. That's important. That's like part of, yes. I've read stuff and then ignored it, but I remembered that that's part of it. Well, I, I'm such a TV, let's like pivot away from porn because it's humiliating. <laughs> But I've I've purchased those blue light blocking glasses and Lucy and I will like throw them on when we're in bed and look like a couple of idiots and Mm. they're not very comfortable and they make they make they like if you watch like a really cool movie that looks really good like Ad Astra or um, I don't know Ad Astra. Paul Blart 2. Right. Paul Blart 2 or (laughs) it just it ruins the look of the movie because because it's literally removing the blue light. Yeah, it turns it into like a Soderbergh cut where sure. everything's... It's, yeah, everything looks like insane and it's just like a mess. Yeah. I don't know. So no more porn, no more um, blue light late at night, and I think you're on your way. Porn is in the obits. Who saw, por- who I saw think it? we should put porn in the obits. Who saw this coming? <laughs> I love it. I don't know anybody who's who loves porn. Yeah. <laughs> do you like that's like vocal about how great it is i do love the idea of someone at our age like being very into porn still. like a porn guy <laughs> like dude yes dude check this video out have you ever seen this yeah. <laughs> don't look at my credit card statements buddy <laughs> you're gonna love this <laughs> yeah it's humiliating are the people who are paying for it yeah fuck ridiculous. like Pornhub giving out a free trial during the start of coronavirus i know it was ridiculous, and I totally didn't take them up on that. You at did all. not. No, I did. I'm I did too. Cheap. Yeah, <laughs> I, t- I took. A, well, I'd never seen the paid version, exactly. obvi- but I canceled it immediately. I was like, "No way, am I signing up for this?" Yeah, same. After having done that, I was like, it made me hate porn even more because I was like, "Well, now I have access to what people are giving their hard-earned cash to." Mm. 
and I'm realizing how fucking trashy and stupid this is. Yeah, it's not much better. I remember I leafed through and was no. like, this is the good stuff? We're paying for this? <laughs> this is 10 bucks a month? The same price as like Netflix? Okay. And now it's all step everything. It's yeah. all like, we can't have sex. You're my brother. And then it's... Yeah. And it's just like... So she keeps hacky. and like oh brother it's like oh like, yeah. who who asked for this it's fucking <laughs> repulsive exactly Howard Stern is still a big porn guy <laughs> he still mentions porn quite a bit I love my babysitter porn Robin <laughs> and he loves it I don't get it I really don't I think it stinks yeah and you feel ashamed anybody if you say you don't feel ashamed watching it be. and then right afterwards like come on man you're lying to yourself you're ashamed Oh yeah. Um, Do we want to get all my news? What do you got? Let's get into some shuts. I would love that actually. Oh, and Den- uh, Denise Cronenberg, David Cronenberg's sister, passed away as well. That's she was a shame. costume designer. She was super talented. She worked with him on The Fly and a couple of his other movies. And I guess she's been kind of a staple in the industry for like thirty years. So, hmm. I never rest heard in of peace, her. Denise Cronenberg. I hadn't either, but she's worked as the costume designer on a ton of movies that you would love. Clearly a world Oh, yeah. She um, will be missed. I have four shots. I do, too. Okay. How many of them are the same? Go ahead. Okay. I My first one is The Crow. Have you ever seen The Crow? With Brandon Lee? Yeah. No. I didn't like this. Didn't he die on the set, or was that the second one? I think he died on the set of something else, like the movie after this. I think it was The Crow's sequel killed him. Yeah. Because this was like his last movie that they completed or something like that. But yeah, I was like, oh, I've never seen this. This is a famous movie. I'll give it a go. I didn't like anything about it at all. I thought it was like unbelievably boring. The Crow as a character isn't scary or cool or interesting. He doesn't make sense. He looks stupid. I was like, how is The Crow this big thing that spawned so many sequels and stuff? I don't know. I was... Because weird goth kids who eat their lunch outdoors <laughs> at high school hey, wear man. all black and love this crap and they jump all over it and they can't get enough. And for whatever reason, they've spurred along so many different little niches in industry like anime and Dragon Ball Z and oh. Pokemon cards and Magic the Gathering and, um, I don't know, Van Helsing. I feel <laughs> like... like- there's like more goths than I imagine out there. I oh guess, yeah, they're they're behind the scenes. They don't go anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> When's the last time you saw a goth walking around, like a true goth? Wow, not like I'm a true goth. I was just gonna say besides me right now, but yes. <laughs> I am a true goth. No, you're right though. I feel like that look has I don't know maybe gone out of favor or because maybe there's all, no malls anymore. Where yeah. are they going to hang out? They're all in hiding. They're all in the shadows. And the big jeans are harder to come by. It's been a tough couple of years for goths. Like they're just, they're wearing clothes that fit them. They're, you know, they're streaming everything. Mm. So they can't like go linger in movie theaters. Online purchasing has ruined their hang time. Ooh. Um, But yeah, The Crow. The Crow, what else? Big Fat Snooze, I hated it. I also shut off The Last Days of American Crime. I shut that off too. That's zero on Rotten Tomatoes? Yeah. This movie has a zero on Rotten Tomatoes with 33 reviews, which is a lot. That means 33 people gave it nothing. Yeah, like normally like, oh, something's in the teens or low, like, oh, it's rotten. But a zero, you don't see that a lot. It's pretty drastic. And I got to say, it kind of deserves it. This movie... uh, 
It's bad. Yeah, real bad. I expected better from the director of The Transporter 3 and Taken 3. He likes just trilogies yeah. and, and three, the third iteration. <laughs> but yeah, the, the lead actor in this was pretty good. Edgar Ramirez? Yeah, I like him and he's good and it took me a while to realize that I was watching a turkey because he was being kind of good. And then like Michael Pitt roared in and I was like, oh God. Michael Pitt is so over the top in this. Yeah. It's like, I watched probably an hour of this. And Same. I remember Lucy was here, but she wasn't paying attention to it. And I looked at her and I was like, have you been watching any of this? She was like, well, it's not really my kind of movie and it just seems terrible. Mm. So no. And I was like, if you can just sit through an hour of this and not catch any of it, like let's, we should just shut it off. Yeah. Yeah. I was kind of like flip flopping, like, yeah, this is okay. But then I was just, I called it. What'd you like about it? <laughs> What'd you- uh, I shut off louder than bombs with Jesse Eisenberg. Have you ever seen that or tried to see that? No, but I laughed seeing it in the Turkey Boys Amazon Prime yes. account with its... Actually, I didn't check to see when About you said it. minutes. Ten minutes. That's fair. Maybe six. I don't know. It wasn't wasn't a lot. It was a, sh- a quick one. It looked snoozy. It's like him and Melissa Leo and someone else who's kind of snoozy. I still don't really know what it was about. Ooh. It was one of those. I read the description and then I watched the first ten minutes and I was just so, so bored. I had to shut it off. That's kind of like my next shot, that The Vast of Night. I think you I shut, shut it that also. off too, yeah. We're I, lining up this week. I watched almost the entire thing, and I don't know what it was about. It was <laughs> set in the 50s, but it was sci-fi? Is yeah, that like, what was happening? Yeah, and I kept waiting for it to get cool, because I heard someone on a podcast raving about it. Like, this is the best movie of the year, and it's... Anyone some, good? Someone's someone directorial like? debut. Yeah, like someone whose opinion. Mm, I, well, we probably still love you, pal. Sorry, sometimes we don't agree. Yeah, but I kept watching this like, oh, this is going to get good. Any minute now. It just never even like got passable. Not even a little bit, huh? Yeah, like. I only watched five minutes of this one. This is a really quick shot. I remember just texting you like, I'm going to put the vast tonight on. And then I was, nope. Yeah. It's, you know, like they intercept this weird frequency on a radio. And it's just, they're like talking to this person, but it's just endless. So it's frequency, but bad. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like a stakesless, no fun, low budget frequency. No thanks. It doesn't even have Dennis goddamn Quaid. You can act like a man! But that's the vast of night. Some other people like to give it a shot. If you like weird Twilight zone type stuff, that's crushingly boring. And I also Ooh. shut off Lucy in the Sky. Natalie which, Portman? Yes. Mm. You stupid fucking blabbermouth cut! Oh. Well, I'm a fan of. I usually like her work. And this movie She's now good, yeah. You on- loved uh, whatever we saw with her last year. Did I? Annihilation? Yeah. I thought that was okay. I remember you loving it. Maybe it's just because I hated it so much. <laughs> you loved it. Yes, you did. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, Lucy in the Sky, it's based on the true story. This woman went to space, then she comes back and like can't handle the monotony of real life. And slowly loses her mind. This movie, the woman it's based on, her story like ends with her being found wearing nothing but a diaper in a Walmart. They don't and, show that? Yeah, exactly. They don't show that in this movie. I don't see why you would even make this movie if you're not going to show the most interesting thing she ever did by Miles. Obviously, she went to space. That's interesting, but... The fact that someone who went to space then lost their mind and is wearing a diaper in a fucking... Yeah, what the fuck? Yeah, 
it's like I, I couldn't believe it. It's That's like this, the good stuff. Yeah, like you're gonna artsily skip over that to what? Be classy? Yeah, I, I'm out. I want to see it all. Yeah, and this movie like messed with the aspect ratio a lot. Like the screen kept like changing. Which at first I was like, ooh. That's really hard to pull off. Yeah. At first I was intrigued. Now they did it too much. And I was like, this is hacky. What are you doing? Get yeah, out of here. No, thank you. Yes. And yeah, I can't recommend that. It's Lucy in the Sky on HBO. Those are all my shots. Do you have any more? That's it. Yeah. Ooh. Maybe. Uh... And I have no obit beyond racism and porn. Yes. We're obitting racism <laughs> and porn. Those are two hot ones. Yeah. So, uh, Parsons, I guess you can't listen anymore. I have a prophecy for the featured review we're about to watch. We're going to watch The King of Staten Island, the new Judd Apatow movie starring Pete Davidson. Friend of the show. I caught This Is 40, the end of This Is 40 on TV the other day. And have you ever seen that one? The red one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That movie and The 40-Year-Old Virgin both end with the main character getting into an accident while driving their bicycle. I saw this on your Twitter. Oh, okay. But for the fans. Yeah. And this, I'm wondering if this movie is also going to end in a Bicycle accident that changes his perspective. Yeah. Is what we're saying. It's okay. just, it's too specific of a thing. I don't think Judd Apatow knows how to end movies that don't involve a bicycle. Like, I haven't seen Trainwreck in a while. There's probably a bike in there too. Um, Okay. Well, either way, I'm legit pumped to watch this. I'm also actually excited to watch this. No, all kidding aside, like I'm very excited about this movie. I got a good feeling about it. All right, let's check it out then. We'll be right back, folks. We'll be right back. Wow, we're back. And we just watched The King of Staten Island, the new Dud Apatow feature starring Pete Davidson, as we teased before the break. <clears throat> I liked it Excuse a lot. Me. I thought it was very funny and charming. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, I, I tried really hard. Um, I enjoyed it, too. It was, uh, how do you feel about Judd Apatow movies in general? Not as, great. As we get into this. Yeah, he's, he's pretty spotty. I don't really love any of them, to be honest. This is probably the one I liked the most. Ooh. 40 Old Virgin's pretty good. Knocked Up's funny. Yeah, I don't know. He's kind of all over the map. This one wasn't like those. This was less of a comedy than those ones. This is more like a... Yeah, this was much less funny. Yeah, like a dramedy. There wasn't a lot of... Some of his movies, Mm. you can tell they like do a lot of improv and just sneak bits. And this was... A little more serious effort. This felt like it had way less improv, like to the point where the one scene that was improv-ish, mm. the Bill, like, uh, you dad. know, Bill Burr, like I said, was pretty much doing dad jokes the entire movie. Yeah, he was good. To give people a synopsis, this is a movie about a kid who lives in Staten Island. He's 24. He lives at home with his mom and his sister's going off to college. His father is a firefighter who died. So it's sort of, you know, similar to Pete Davidson's actual life, who had a, he's from Staten Island and had, he does currently live with his mom. He moved back in with her. Yeah, man. And his father died in 9 11. 
Mm. Uh, so they took the 9-11 aspect out of the movie. They did, yeah. Which I thought was interesting. I was expecting that to, I was waiting for that to be a reveal and then it wasn't. Yeah, same. And I don't know. I think they should have just kept it as is, but I get why they didn't. Pete Davidson's, uh, Pete Davidson's character was named Scott. That was fun for me. It doesn't look like a Scott. Yeah, it didn't really, it didn't make a lot of sense. I feel that way when there's Ryans in movies too. And they're like, Ryan, it just, I'm like, that's not a Ryan. Yeah. It was almost what? like. It was like two on the nose for me. I was relating too much. Like, oh, he's playing an aloof man child who smokes too much weed and his name is Scott. <laughs> like, it's it's too much. They stole my life story. Um the, the the beginning scene where, you know, Pete Davidson's driving with his eyes closed and I thought I it was I, I don't know, I just thought it was a, an interesting flick. Hmm. It's kind of like a mix of both of us cuz you have the tattoos that's that aspect. And I'm like filling in some of the other blanks for fun. It's just an amalgamation of all of our terrible traits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pete Davidson is the worst of the turkey boys. It does that every time I try to cue it up. There's no need for it to roar in with Dropkick Murphys. That was for Bill Burr, who snuck some Red Sox and other Boston references into this very not Boston movie. He, fa- he finds a way to always make it pivot back to Boston. The Marissa Tomei was good. She plays mm. his mom. She's good in everything, as we were saying. I thought that uh, Belle Powley, yeah. who is the actress who plays the love interest. She was great. She's very good, yeah. She's like, a British actress, which I... So her, her Staten Island accent was really good. Yeah, and in that movie I mentioned Diary of a Teenage Girl. It's haven't like seen that. Underseen indie. She's great in that and does a weird accent. So she's got she's chops. chops, yeah. I think it's funny that she was sort of a secret love interest in this movie. And she's a secret love interest in the morning show on Apple TV plus. So, or Apple plus, whatever the fuck they call it. Typecasting is real folks. Yeah. It's It's a very specific role to play twice. Um, it was good though. I'd give it, uh, two, uh, thumbs up. (laughs) I thought you were going to say two out of 10. (laughs) I loved it. (laughs) Two out of 10. Yeah. I thought it was funny, interesting, heartwarming. You know, if I felt anything, I might have felt something here. Yeah, Pete, he was good at playing like an asshole with a heart of gold. This, yeah. like all Judd Apatow movies, way too long. They could have shaved 40 minutes out of it. Easily. Like the whole middle part, they kind of like kept going over the same stuff without spoiling things. It's like, you're not moving things like, let's get this going. What is this, like a, a Hulu miniseries? I must admit, though, I didn't find myself bored. It wasn't like yeah. a typical Judd Apatow movie, the pacing of it. I find myself completely checked out in the middle and then he pulls me back in at the end. It's like yeah. his pacing. He's like, you know what? We got to really slow down in the middle and give them a chance. It's, I know you're trying to develop characters. You're trying to, you know, he they he wanted us to fall in love with the relationship between Bill Burr yeah, and Pete did. Davidson. Oh. And then that would be what you take out of this. Mm. And, and, you know, it worked. Yeah. So... It was a lot of charm. Charming flick. Good soundtrack, as you were mentioning. Great soundtrack. Yeah, I wrote that down too. Like, Re- oh, a lot of good stuff. Overflowing with cuts. All across the board too. So clearly like it's just Pete playing songs from his Spotify. He wrote this. This is kind of like his thing, right? Mm. And Judd Apatow has really matured. Folks, I was wrong about my prophecy. There was no bicycle, heartbreaking third act reveal. <laughs> 
thought I had that made. Ah, that's all right. That would have been that would have been very trite. Although the third act wasn't great. Like you know the thing that happens that like spurs the ending along. It was kind of like shoehorned. Mm. Although the movie did have a great final shot, which is important. Mm. It leaves you, you know, that's the final. Uh, you notice that stuff much more than I do. I look at like the big picture, I guess. Mm. That's <clears throat> Yeah, King of Staten Island. You can rent it on demand for a modest nineteen ninety nine. Just Which came is, out today. I guess the new world we live in, they will no longer allow me to go to a movie theater, so I pay a movie theater price in my own home. A lot of people have people have been saying this for years. Just put it on demand, then nobody has to go to the movies. I'll watch it at home. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like disagree. Yeah. Completely disagree. Would have liked this more had I not seen it on my bed. Yeah, had I watched it big screen. It is weird because this is a movie that would have gone to theaters. While watching it, I was thinking like, huh, I wonder if, you know, I'd think differently of it if we saw it in the theater. Of course. Yeah. We might have been bored in the theater. We wouldn't have had subtitles like we like so much. We do like the titles. (laughs) I feel like a lot of people do that. It's, it helps you out. I don't. Sometimes you miss things. Well, what if you're deaf and you want to go to the movies? Also true. They, They have like special packages for you just throw the fucking subtitles on the screen man yeah is that so hard could you to our deaf listeners Ooh, <laughs> this is important so <laughs> i almost made it the entire episode without being a dick um, yeah so that's uh king of staten island uh we both liked it yes we lined up there enjoyable film hmm what else did we, we talk watch? about Ad Astra? Yes. It's all I care about right now. It really is. Folks might remember, I saw this in the theater months ago, probably like eight months ago at this point. It is now on HBO. Yes. So it's that makes me the premiere. <laughs> I was so wowed by the fact that you not only <clears throat> finished this movie, but you loved it. Loved it. I thought it was legit great. And I'll tell you why. You're a space guy now. I'm a space guy. <laughs> and I want in on Space Guys, the project wow. that you're working on. I mean, you've been in since the ground floor. <clears throat> he's, he's back on board. Producer credit is not enough. I want starring role okay. now. And wow. it's, uh, I don't know if you knew this about Ad Astra, but it's from the director of We Own the Night, <laughs> James Gray, friend of the show. They should have promoted that as such. <laughs> From the director of <laughs> We Own the Night. One sec, I had a moment. A movie that nobody remembers. Yeah, he also did a bunch of other... He did The Lost City of Me, which is a movie that looks very cool, but it's kind of snoozy. <clears throat> and he did that movie The Immigrant that I've never seen that people say is very strong. Um, I just thought it was great. Yeah. And, you know, Donald Sutherland looked like he's 100 years old. So does he's Tommy roaring into space with Brad Pitt. They're going after Brad Pitt's father, who's on Jupiter. You already talked about it, so I'm not going to give people the summary. It's yeah. on HBO. I, f- I thought it was great. I thought it looked cool. I thought the script was interesting. I thought the concept was super weird. I didn't realize it was like sci-fi. Like oh, yeah. It was like a little out there. Like, we're, we're not on Jupiter yet. Yeah, they do some stuff. I love that scene on the moon where the, yeah. there's like space pirates chasing Brad Pitt. It's an incredible action scene. I wish it had more stuff like that. But Yeah, you're like, who are these guys? Why are they shooting at them? I like that it's sort of vague. Yeah. I like that the movie just doesn't really have any real resolution. You don't really get anywhere. It's just <laughs> kind of like a lot happens that sucks. 
Well, that's the part I didn't love about it. It looks great mm. and all that stuff, but it's kind of like dumb. I remember there's a scene where Brad Pitt is sneaking onto a rocket ship while it's taking off. And like the movie's pretty like believable and serious till that point. And then it's like, did like a 12 year old write this? He's like, oh, let me just hop onto this rocket ship. It's ludicrous. But what can you do? Um, overall it's very enjoyable you're back in that's what you're saying all right good i was never out um you want to talk about blow the man down yes that amazon original that my cousin turned me on to Mm. yeah the ad astro on hbo yeah it was what you're saying sorry that's cool blow the man down is now on amazon prime this movie starts with a bunch of fishermen like crooning like a a salty you got sick of that didn't you while I was watching, I was like, Ank made it through this? Like, <laughs> this is another one. I was like, is this a test? Is this no, like a I did watch? it. You know what it is? My shut fuse is way longer when Lucy's with me because I'm not playing with my phone as much. Mm. When Lucy's around, I'm playing with my phone almost at a normal level because I'm trying to like sort of be a good boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that like, when it's just you and me or when I'm by myself, I'm just, when I'm by myself, I, I don't put my phone down the entire time I'm alone because I'm just a mm. miserable addict <laughs> and I'm just staring at stupidity and like TikTok and like, you can't have TikTok open when you're watching a movie. You really can't. You just can't. It's, you, it's, it's another media. I am a phone guy and do the same thing more than I'd like to admit, but it's important to like put the phone away. Like you watch stuff differently when the phone's just like not in your hand and out of the equation. Yeah. I found myself putting my phone down a lot for uh, Staten Island. Yeah. And Ad Astra. I don't think I had my phone down for most of Ad Astra. Wow. Which is wild for me. Who could have seen that? And Blow the Man Down. It was anyway, back to Blow the Man Down. Yeah. It was, to me, it felt like a New England Fargo is how I said it. I got a meets for you. Okay. I thought this was Manchester by the Sea meets Hustlers. What do you think? <laughs> He's floored. <laughs> Why Hustlers? Because it's chicks. Well, the there's the whole like whorehouse angle. Oh. oh, oh He's getting oh, okay. it. He's warming up to it. Meets Fargo. Yeah. Let's and I'm in. <laughs> uh, Bridget Savage Cole and Danielle Crudy. Were the directors? I, were they the stars as well? I I didn't fully understand. I don't know. It was all people I'd never heard of, pretty yeah. much. The lead girls were pretty young. I don't imagine yeah. they were the directors. I don't think so either. Basically, the s- synopsis, folks, is Mary Beth and Priscilla Connolly, their sisters, and they attempt to cover up a gruesome run-in with a dangerous man dun, dun, dun. who like tries to kill them, rape them, whatever, and they kill him in the process at his house and. To conceal this crime, the sisters go deep into the criminal underbelly of their hometown, uncovering the town's darkest secrets. Mm. And I, I don't know. I thought it was, I thought it was cool. It was all right. It, it was good. Very yeah. good. It was kind of misleading. The poster has like them as mermaids. I was getting all geared up for like a mermaid movie. You wanted that to happen. I was waiting for the mermaids like the whole movie. There's none, folks. Did you find Not that the entire movie made you feel cold? Like, just looking at the settings, it was like Maine in the middle of the winter. Yeah, that's probably what they were going for. And that's, yeah. 
It had a very student film look, and I don't mean that in a charming way. <laughs> I mean that it looked like somebody who went to the New York Film Academy filmed it on their first crack at a film camera. Mm. Yeah, this is one I'd give the classic. It was fine. Yeah. Too. Like, it was all right. It yeah. had the uh, the mother from Sneaky Pete. That's the only person I recognized from anything else. It had a lot of, like... Uh, Amazon sides. Good character actress <laughs> that woman Margot Martindale <laughs> character actress Margot Martindale and someone else that I recognized but couldn't place mm. good sidecars but yeah blow the man down now on Amazon it's, what else did you watch whatever I watched Shirley that uh you said I would hate this you would I didn't even love like it. a lot this is another like brand new movie from Neon that you can watch on Hulu. Like it should be in Holy theaters. Cannoli. Should be in theaters right now, but they uh, got their mitts on it. It stars Elizabeth Moss, who is just in an impossible amount of movies. Yeah, how does she keep getting cast again and again and again? And she's not just like doing Popeyes. She's the lead of so many movies that have come out in the past few years. Like I genuinely don't know how she has the time to be in all these movies. She's a worker. And it's her and Michael Stuhlbarg, that guy from A Serious Man, who I'm a big fan of. And, like, they're good actors, but this movie was just kind of too artsy. Like, the performances are good, but the content wasn't really grabbing me. Like, it has its moments and a cool score, but I don't know. Too artsy for me. I like to pretend I'm all artsy, but some things are even beyond me. Hmm. I kind of want to watch it now. And it was one of those movies I could tell watching it, like, this is going to end suddenly with absolutely no resolution. And I was right. I like that, though. I think that's cool. No (laughs) good? He's in on that. Yeah. I like it sometimes if it's, like, cool and mysterious. But this was just like, where's the ending? Like, what are Mm. we we doing? I, and what was that? That was. That is called Shirley. Shirley on on Hulu. Hulu. And also on iTunes, but it's free on Hulu. I, speaking of Hulu, I am still a Rami guy. Guess what, buddy? Are you in? I got a reveal for you. Do you watch all of it? I watched all of it. It's great, isn't it? It is. Yeah. This. The, I, like the cousins and like. Yeah. Not the. I finally took your recommendations. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> I've been raving about the show to no one for two years now. And this is how Turkey Boys show we care. I watched yes. your show, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, you in? I, I forgot how, but the first thing I wrote down was I forgot how charming this show was. Basically, it's a show, Rami, which I, I forget if I mentioned season one before, but I, I think we honestly haven't been doing the podcast while Rami was on air. I think we touched on it. It's the A24. It's the only TV show they produce, mm. which is noteworthy. Which is cool. Very cool. And it's Rami Youssef. Is, he's, I guess he's a comedian. Yes. And he's playing himself to a certain extent with uh, a Middle Eastern family living in New York. Yeah, he's like trying and to get into religion and right. be he's, a better person. He's kind of lost. And he doesn't know, like, am I, a, he's like, I'm a Muslim, but am I Muslim enough? Like, and he doesn't know which mosque he wants to go to. And there's a romantic angle with his cousin, which is weird. Yeah. Uh, friend of the show, Mahersala Ali has a pretty big role this season, which is pretty cool. What a huge get. Yeah. For, for Rami, as we discussed. Multiple Academy Award winners in the last 
three years. <laughs> yeah, and he's just popping up on this Hulu show, and he's in like almost every episode mm. of season two. I felt that this season was a little bit darker than last. I mm. think Mahershala brings that. There's something ominous about him. I don't know. He's he has chops. I can see why he wins. He's definitely like uh, he's very good. A screen presence, mm. as they say. He's one of the best working right now. I think. I just uh, I can't believe he's on a Hulu show. It would be like Tom Hanks after he won his two Oscars joining like Everybody Loves Raymond casually. And it would have been great. <laughs> it would have actually. I don't even like him and I think that works. Um, I wrote down Let's Become Muslims. So if Ooh. there's anyone in the audience that would like to help us go through with the production of Becoming Muslims, Scott and I are, are interested. Word. News to I'm me. I'm speaking on behalf of both of us. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt. His uh his sidecars are fun. His like friends. There's a handicapped guy who's kind of a scene stealer. Reminds me of Eric the Midget. He has that same kind of condition. Definitely. And Eric like, the actor. Sorry. There's a big guy who's fun. The uh, at one point one of them's like, like you're so crazy at all times. You're like Ryan Gosling in a movie. Who could keep up with all this? <laughs> There's a lot of slight lines. It's just, it's an interesting show. It's kind of, I'd call it breezy. The episodes go by quickly. It's, I wrote down, this is such a specific show to recommend. I honestly don't even know who to sell it to. (laughs) Yeah, it is a weird one. It's one that like, I don't know, if it grabs you, it'll. Right. If you're going to like it, you'll know within the first few minutes of the first episode or two. It's not like true detective or like the night of or something where it's kind of like he got a yeah and they linger. do <clears throat> it's 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 good it does that cool thing that shows love to do now where they like give the show to one of the sidecar characters yeah for an episode i like that too they it's not it, like affinity it's its own yeah it's just like its own short film where you flesh out one of the which side is cars. cool yeah and the episode was about his mom who's like quietly one of the best characters I got a kick out of like her going back to the bar to apologize to that trans man that she offended. Yeah, that was trans all, woman. I mean, that was all like gold. And not knowing mm-hmm. how to talk to him yeah. or her. I see. I, I don't even know how to do it either. It's one of those things that's relatable because it's hard. Yeah. And you just try. You're trying not. She's trying not to be an asshole and yeah, can't was, really do it. Yeah, it was like very well handled. It was a yeah because there's a cultural story. divide that you know should be taken into account. I guess. Yes. Um. But yeah. Great show. I think I actually have like one or two more episodes left of okay. season two, but I, I like blew through this show. It's not really spoilable, so yeah. just roar right through. You're going to love it. Folks, if you're into casual comedy dramas, mm. check out Rami on Hulu. Oh, yeah, man. I got my shit pushed in, bro, big time. <laughs> the fans love that drop. You taking a nice sip of water, I sneak that in. <laughs> I like the long ones because yeah, I can I can have a sip. Yeah, I figure it's a little break. What else you got? That's all I watched. And I got along with Ninety Day Fiance, of course. Tell me about how that's been going. It's uh, it's a mess. <laughs> it's a fucking mess. And the end of season five, I guess it is, or four of Before the Ninety Days, mm. they are doing the the tell all episodes, which are the best, where they bring everybody out on like a stage and have oh. them fight with each other. Wow. Well, they're doing it from quarantine in a bunch of different video boxes, so it's way less interesting. Yeah, that sounds very annoying we shut to it. watch. It's it's just think about them shouting at each other in person. At least there's some moderation. Yeah. With them all in video boxes, they're all just fully throwing it at the camera. And when people are arguing, like, 
they're talking over each other to begin with. Over Zoom, I can't even imagine how. It's a Zoom meeting on television, Mm. which no one needs. So I do Mm. not recommend the final few episodes. However, I do love that show. I know. I used to be into that. Like when it first came out, I got sucked into season one or season two, but Mm. I just fell off. And I have been watching a bit of this Netflix original series. I forgot to do this. (laughs) I also forgot Pat Benatar earlier. I'm not producing well tonight. Sorry, guys. It's not that. But uh, I couldn't believe I'd never heard of this. Killer Mike of Run the Jewels fame. Mm -hmm. Who, they just came out with a new album and it's got a bunch of cuts. Oh, him doing that like everybody's racist, the show? <laughs> Basically. Yeah. It's called Trigger Warnings with yeah, Killer yeah. Mike. And like, I put it on like, oh, maybe this will be something. It's great. Yeah, it's good. Like he's very funny and smart. And he does this whole thing where he can only buy things from black owned businesses. And then like he slowly realizes, oh, that means I can't buy weed because all these, you know, they're all... Owned by and white he has people. a lot of trouble. Yeah. And then, I think he has trouble even like finding because then he's like, he goes to a black restaurant and they're like, well, we get all of our stuff from white farms. And exactly. he's like, well, okay, now what? Yeah. Now he can't eat. And I just loved it. I've only Good seen show. It's like six episodes. He's a really seen. interesting guy. Yeah. He's, and he had a speech in like Atlanta recently that was, it's worth a watch on YouTube. I've seen it. I've seen that as well. Yeah. I'm very, as you know, I'm very woke. This is not performative wokeness, folks. This Ooh. is real woke. Yeah. And the second episode was like all about porn. And I don't know. We've already canceled porn. Yeah. <laughs> porn is in the obits, if you forgot. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I recommend that too. It's, I didn't finish it. I got to get back in there. I, I watched that like six months ago. Yeah. Cause I'm like so woke that I was doing that before it was a thing. Kid like invented being woke. But I do need to finish it because I do. The new Run the Jewels album is great. Yeah. And that's a good show. And I like Killer Mike a lot. Especially, I don't know if you'd like me, but I hope so. Especially for this moment. Very mm, relevant. Very topical. Whole deal. Check it out. What's it called again? Trigger Warnings. Trigger Warnings. With Killer Mike. On Netflix. Yes. What the fuck? Folks. You want to watch a little Departed? I do. Okay, Thank cool. you. I already threw the remote like an <laughs> ass. I got to get up again. He's back. You want to just hear us make sounds for the <laughs> next 25 minutes? I think the fans love that. Would I, would I be any good at what I do? That's I fucking already know that. That cut in the background? Frank, you gotta trust me. Alright, just just trust me, Frank. Boom. Frank? Hey, it fucking involves lying, and I'm pretty fucking good at that. Right? Mm-hmm. Maybe because it's always been so easy for me to get comfortable. I'm understood jerking off in a theater. I love how, like, poignantly he delivers that. Like, Matt oh. Damon's reception, just kind of, like, blinking. He's, like, looking off in the distance wistfully. Like, ah. Who knows what's easy? Alan, I know you'll take care of business. Frank, thank you for trusting me. I love you, Fenway, Frank. fucked up how he exits the movie theater through that front entrance that no one ever uses. That usually like sets off the fire alarm. 
Scotty nitpick. Let's become those guys and just roar right through it. He's in. Now we're we're in the thrilling chase scene where uh, DiCaprio's tailing Matt Damon, trying to find out who the fucking rat prick is. I have bad news. Fuck. You're getting a little extra tonight. That's the that's the sweetening of the deal. Oh. You got about ninety three seconds there. Yeah. Um. What a picture. What we can't, a we can't we can't get enough of that fucking movie. Yes. That's really what it comes down to. Folks, why don't you go ahead and listen to Uncle to Uncle Nick's movie corner? That's tight with Dan and Emmett. Quarantine heartthrobs. And please rate and review us on whatever app you listen on. Follow us on Instagram at Enough the Podcast or on Twitter at Podcast Enough. And I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Skip Season. I very well done with the plugs, real tight. Keep in mind, listen to this podcast before you listen to any of those. So if you subscribe to all of those, just put us like eek us to the top like even if you have your pods alphabetized and then they update based on which ones have come out the most recently find a way to just see ours first that's all i ask yeah give us the vip i need you to follow me on on instagram mm. follow the podcast on spotify you'll find it in my instagram it's a-n-k-n-e-r ankner on instagram yes. and Go to my website, ankfit.com, and sign up for a free session because I'm about to start taking clients and I want to have time for you because I guarantee you gained a couple of LBs during quarantine. I know I did. Let's fix it together. He's back. Folks, that's enough. Have a good one, man.